You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Single Fathers Today. This podcast is geared towards single dads who have recently obtained custody of their kids, going through a divorce process, and working with uh, getting custody of their kids, or you already have them and you're trying to figure out um, the ways going forward in life to be a better person and a better father for your kids. If you have any questions or comments related to the show, please send an email to singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or check out the Twitter feed at Single Fathers Today. Uh, today's show is going to talk about something that I just uh, went through this weekend. And actually, as I was uh, driving into the studio, it came to um, came to my mind and um, just kind of think was thinking about it a little bit more. And this is um, that they're I guess I'll call this topic. They're they're still your kids. Um, and that's probably not the right title. Um, but if you've listened to the show before, you guys know, I kind of think a lot of stuff off on the fly at the last minute as I'm coming in. I think it's kind of better to do it that way. Um, <clears throat> the story that I come up with here is, um, as I said, it just happened to me this weekend. And the purpose of you being the father of the kids, or in this case, being the individual who has custody over the children, your goal should be to take the kids from um, if they're elementary school, junior high school, or high school, to get them from point A to point B. And for me, in my background, it's more of how do I get them from the kids to the adolescent to the teenager um from high school to college and then college into the real world. Because to me, in my mind, it's, that kind of completes that mission of getting them to the point where they can be self-sustaining and um, living on their own and being able to take care of themselves. So we all want them to be in that mindset. And as they go through life and they go through the college phase, I think one of the problems that a lot of parents go through, and even myself, I've been included in that, is that uh, one day you'll find out that your kids are grown and they're gone and because you've done a good job or you know things the way life played out. And you're wondering, do they still love you? Do they still care for you? Are they still uh, affectionate to you as far as what you've done for them and because as a parent, you want to have that love and that acknowledgement of your kids. And I think that's where some of the problems come in when you go through a divorce because you feel as if that union is broken and you don't know where that relationship is going to lie. So the premise of the story is my daughter, or my middle daughter, is in a sorority. And... um my youngest daughter happened to join the same sorority. And I went to the presentation, the ceremony, I guess, of the sorority, and they're going through all their routines and uh, all the, the rituals that they go through for the sorority. And as I'm looking at my daughter, my youngest one on the stage, it, it's kind of funny because the oldest one is one of the board members of the chapter at the university she's at. And then I'm looking at the youngest one going through that same process, and I'm looking at her and I'm seeing her go from that young child that used to cling to daddy and everyone in the other siblings used to get upset because they just kept saying she's daddy's little girl. That's all she is. You know, she's just dad's little girl. She just always wants to hang around dad. 
And I'm seeing her transition from that to a phase where when it came time for her to pick colleges, she didn't want to go to a different college. She, she really wanted to stay home and go to community college, but I basically kicked her out of the house and told her she had to go. So she went from that phase to a college, contacted me back one day and said, Dad, thank you. I love the fact that I love the college that I'm at. I'm learning so much. I'm growing so much. Thank you. So that's another mission that I can say I've accomplished, but she's still transitioning. Then I see her at this ceremony, and I see that that journey is starting to come to a completion. She's made another milestone from a teenager to a young lady, a beautiful young lady. And it kind of set me back a little bit because for me, I'm like, okay, this is my little girl. She's growing, and she's going to the next phase in her life. And though I'm happy for her, it was kind of a bittersweet moment because there's a part of me that still wants them to be my little girls that I was happy to see when I would come home from work. But I know it's the, as they would say, it's the order of things. So as they're going through the ceremony and she does her presentation, she does her whole thing and they, they welcome the new members in. Everyone's clapping and cheering in the auditorium. They bring the sorority jackets out, and they put the sorority jackets on all of them, and they go through the whole thing. The ceremony comes to a completion, and I'm the dad in me wants to rush the stage and embrace her as my little girl, but I know she's turning into a grown woman. So I'm standing back. I'm watching her interact with her friends. And eventually it gets to the point where she happens to recognize me or, or sees me out in the crowd. And she starts to come up to me and I go up to her and she reaches down and she gives me a hug. And it was one of those hugs that kind of gave me a flashback of when she was my little girl. And I pick her up, hug her, pick her up off the stage, put her down on the, on the uh, auditorium floor where I was at and just gives me a big hug. And she's so happy that I was there because she didn't know if I was going to be able to make it there today because I had other obligations throughout the day, but I told her I would be there. And it kind of set something off in me to say that, yes, I'm proud of where she's at. Yes, I'm proud that she's gone to a certain point, but you still have that moment where you wish you had your little girl back. Now, as I try to bring this around full circle, you may say, well, what's the purpose of this story? purpose of the story is, as a single dad, regardless if you have your custody of kids or not, that is a bonding moment. If you've had your kids early on in, in, you know, if you was together with your partner or wife, spouse, whatever, in that early stage of life, that's where that bonding moment occurs. Then you go through your divorce process and things can be in a total upheaval. Kids can pick sides or the parents or the opposite parents or the family will try to manipulate them to have them pick sides. And that kind of causes a bunch of problems. But if you're fortunate enough to have a divorce that is clean as possibly can be and you still have that interaction with that partner or you're doing what's best for the kids and they proceed through high school into college throughout college, and you can see how, even though things didn't work out the way you planned, your hard work and persistence towards the kids have gotten you to a certain point to where you see where they're at in life, how they're taking the opportunities 
that you've given them and they're running with it, exceeding it. You know, your seeds are bearing fruit. So as I thought about this, it was something that I wanted to let the fathers out there know. If you have custody of the kids right now and you're going through the transitional period from being married to being single, raising the kids, you may think it's kind of hard and it's kind of difficult and you're having problems. How do I handle this? I can tell you as someone who's been there, keep doing what you're doing because it will bear fruit later. And you're going to find yourself one day sitting there saying, dang, you know, my little girls are growing up or my young man is growing up. If he grows, he joins a fraternity and you want to see yourself and say, wow, this is where they're at. This is where they're going. And it's a bittersweet moment because you know, you've done the hard work, you know, you know, more of the sacrifices that you've given than anybody else. But then you're looking at them and as people will see them, oh, look how grown she's gotten. Look how mature she has. She's, she's become. But you know there's a much deeper level to it than that because you had to provide that environment for them and that stability for them to be able to get to that point where they're at. For me, it's doubly so because there's this particular sorority has two of my daughters. Um, the oldest one, uh, she's at a different school different path. Uh, she did not join a sorority, which is fine. Um, but the other two, they're in the same sorority. And as I'm looking at the youngest one from being the shy one to where she's starting to turn into a uh, mature woman, it makes me feel good because I tell myself, you did the right thing. All the effort and all the hard work, all the, uh, comments, the courts, um, all the negativity that people tried to spew at you, uh, people who you thought were, were your friends, but they weren't your friends. Um, the ex's family who you thought was on your side and wanted the better for the kids, but that wasn't necessarily the case. And now I'm sitting here looking at this and saying, you know what? It was worth it. Didn't need you guys anyway. Um, and then I look at my middle daughter who's on the board for the sorority and she's doing the announcements of the new um, members coming in. And I'm looking at her present her progression and her growth. And she ends up getting awards as well because of her academics and humanitarian of the year award. And I'm, I'm looking at all of this and just kind of soaking it in as that proud parent saying that, yes, I did it. And yes, there is some arrogance in it. There is some cockiness in it because that's when you come back and say, despite all odds, I had a hand in this. I'm not disregarding their mother because, again, without the mother, they wouldn't be here. But when things went, you know, as far as giving birth to them, but yet when things went sideways, I stepped up to the plate, laid the foundation and made that work for them. And as they told me, they they look at me as a as one of their main role models to say, you know, Dad, you never gave up on us. When things were down, when the situation was bad, when people sat there and said you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that, people were basically lying on you, you never gave up. 
You never threw in the towel. You never said, I, I can't do this anymore. It's too much work. I just fought even harder. And I think, and some of you guys are probably going through this. What do I do? How, how much harder do I fight? You fight until you can't fight anymore because at the end of the day, it's for those kids. You know, I had this one mantra that, um, that, that that goes back to my mother a little bit. Um, being a single parent, she raised two kids. And her mantra or her speech she tried to spill, you know, tell us was that uh, she was, I'm going to let my engineer jump in on this one because I don't think he knows this one. Are you there? Oh, I'm there. <laughs> my mother was one of 15 kids. 15? Well, it was Southeast <laughs> Texas. They were bored. They didn't have anything else better to do at the time of the weekends. But she was one of 15 kids. And the one thing she said she remembered was, as she got older, she says, if I ever have a family, one, I'm not having 15 kids. She had two, my sister and myself. The next thing she came up with was, I want to make sure that my kids are brought up in a much better environment than what she was brought up in. And that was the one thing she instilled in me to say, you raise your kids in a much better environment than what you were brought up in. So I've tried to do that. Now, granted, I didn't anticipate the divorce process, but that was that card was turned over on the deck. And that's what I had to do. And that's what I did and handle that to the best of my ability. And, and I see where my daughters are at right now. So I try to instill that in my daughters as well. Not only that, I look at where I'm at work wise. And the one thing is you want to make sure that your kids live a comfortable life. For me, that was the one goal my mother told me. She says, you want to bring them in a much better environment and you want to be able to make more money so they can live a comfortable life. And by teaching them that, then they can take this and say, I want to make more money. So if I have a family, I can bring them up in a better environment than what I was brought up in. And it continues on and on and on and on and on. Nice legacy for her to leave, leave for the family. So, as I look at my daughters right now, I see that those things are starting to come to pass. So I, I, evidently I've said enough times to where they actually listened, kind of. <laughs> so to me, I think that's a good thing to leave back. I don't know what you would think about it, but I think it's a good legacy to leave from my mother to my kids and for them to take that and run with it, which I see them doing. It makes all your hard work and effort worthwhile because to me, when I see that and what I saw at the ceremony makes it all worthwhile. It All the long days, all the difficult times, all the times when you had to go to court, all the times when you're sitting there ready to bang your head against the wall, all the negative and bad thoughts that you've had. And I'm not going to say what all of my thoughts were, but I'm pretty sure they're the same ones that some of you guys have running through your head either now or in the past. But then when you see something at the end of the line or towards that portion of life where they're transitioning, you know it's all worth it. And it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop at college because they can take that and go into their professional lives and do that. They can even see it within the relationships. You know, um, another thing that I see is their boyfriends. I see how they are 
and I see how they treat him. You know, we went out to dinner and the boyfriends are opening the door for him. And that was something that I did for my daughters. And then they asked me about it and I told them about it. And, you know, a man is supposed to open the door. You, you teach, you put those rules in. If you had sons, I would tell my sons the same thing. But for my daughters, there that chivalry should still be there. And yes, I know some people are going to sit back and say, well, women, they want to have the rights and blah, 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 whatever. Yes, there is a balance between the two. Even to this day, I still will go, if there's a stranger or a female there, I will open the doors called common courtesy. Yeah, it's just being nice. <laughs> it's it's being nice, and it's something that I think in today's society, it's missing, it's lacking severely. Um, we're not going to go into politics. That's another show. But it's something that, as I see what I've done with my daughters and how they're progressing from teenagers to young women into women, I see that the things that I've done are, is working. And I don't care what any court or what anyone sits there and says when they tell you that a father cannot raise their daughters. That is a bunch of bullshit. It can work. It's done. I've seen it. I'm living it. And I have three. I have three exhibits to prove it. If a woman can raise a boy, a father can raise a daughter. Now, granted, there are some things that we can't teach them, just like there's some things that a woman can't teach a son. Because there were some things my mother didn't teach me. It took a man to teach me some of those things. Same thing with a woman. So for me, as I went through this this whole process with her, I saw how things went with her and how she's growing. And for me, it's just another chapter that's going forward with them. And it all falls back to what happened back at that time when I was awarded custody and the factors that came into be to award the kids to me to lead them to where they're at right now. So if you fathers are out there thinking that you can't do it, it's not worth the fight. I'm telling you right now, it is. I saw it. I saw another example of it this past weekend. So that was my uh, little spiel. I think I did pretty good on that one. It was very good. Oh, okay. Very well done. Okay. Yeah, I, I got to get my, my listenership up. I think I... I had a, you know, every podcast I was talking to um, a friend of mine who does podcasts on a different platform. His is mainly with cars and such. And uh, he says, yeah, you have a couple shows that don't do so well and and your listenership will drop. But then you got to come back and figure out what works for you. So I'm having to regroup and figure it out. Make sure you guys don't just bail on me completely because I think there are some, there's some vital information and things that, that I feel that I can give out to you guys. And hopefully it's helping you guys out. So as we come to the end of this show, I just wanted to remind you guys that this is single fathers today. I am your host, Mark Hill. If you have any questions or comments, doing good, doing bad, whatever, send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or check out the Twitter feed at singlefatherstoday. I will tell you, I will start updating it, and I still owe you guys some information from Mr. Tomko, which I have to get on him to provide the information for me. So as we wrap this up, I want to tell you guys, hang in there and keep fighting. Mm-hmm.